Well, good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to Discipleship Conversations. Uh, delighted to welcome uh, Dr. Kate Middleton with us again this evening. Um, some of you may remember that Kate came and spoke last March, which feels like an awful long time ago. Uh, and Kate, it's great to have you back. I think you were saying just before this, was, it was one of your last speaking engagements way back last March before lockdown. Yeah, with actual people in an actual room. It was wild, but we just didn't know it then. No, we didn't. We didn't. Um, Kate, so, I mean, so much has changed um, since since we last spoke. Um, I guess just before we go into just talk this evening about mental health and emotional well-being, for those people who may not know uh, who you are, just be great to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, where you're based day to day. Great. So I'm I'm physically based not a million miles from you. I'm across into Hertfordshire and I'm a psychologist by background and I'm also one of the leaders of the Mind and Soul Foundation. So we're a national organisation passionate about this whole area of mental and emotional well-being. And one of our passions has always been not just illness, which is the obvious thing that you'd want to talk about there, but the wider sort of scope of that, like what does it mean to really do life well, to really thrive, not just survive, and particularly how to manage the challenges that life does inevitably throw at us, the storm times, the pressure times. So I guess for us, pandemic has been a really unusual and unexpected example of that, mm. but something that we've very very much been speaking into in the last year yeah absolutely I um I guess but let's just jump straight in there then I, you know the last year there's been a lot of stress hasn't there um you know sort of people really struggling to keep their head above what maybe feel like their head above the waters you know actually feel as though I'm really struggling to survive so I mean stress for lots of people Do you want yeah. to, could you just speak into that a little bit about what some of the things you've seen you've observed as you've yeah uh, worked with people it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I think the pressures of pandemic have have really changed a lot of people's perceptions of the way they think about mental and emotional well-being because we used to just think of it like there's two boxes, you're either well or you're ill and 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 most of us were sort of in the well box and we so we think it's about the other people over there. But this season has put us all under sufficient pressure that almost universally we've been pushed into a place where We've all had to think about our mental and emotional well-being. Like I've never had a season before where so much the tips and the tricks that I'm sharing are also things I'm putting into place with myself, with my own family, with my own loved ones. Yeah. Because what what's interesting about this season is how it's affected our stress levels. You know, we think that stress is just distress, but actually anything that places demand on your mind is stress. And when we lose our rhythm and our routine, all the, the natural things, your, your brain uses those things to keep demand really low because most of day-to-day -day life, it doesn't have to think about because it it's the same every day, every week, things repeat, there's a pattern. Sure. But in this season with everything changing, mm -hmm. we've had to do a lot more work, even if what's challenging about this last year for you has been shielding or a lot of furlough. So actually it's been isolation or monotony or boredom, mm. even just homeworking for a year. Mm. The, the challenge for a lot of people now is like day to day, how do you deal with the monotony of that? Mm. And those things are as challenging for your mind as, as the more obvious end of stress, which is for some people or sometimes when we felt under really extreme pressure. So people whose jobs have totally transformed and have become very pressured 
mm-hmm. either just by demand in frontline positions or mm-hmm. by anxieties, worries, stresses yeah. over finance, over just keeping small businesses going, things yeah. like that. Or when you're juggling lots of stuff. So we are a homeschooling household. I have two kids okay. at home. Yeah. And, and the wonders, my husband and I both work sort of full-time slash full-time plus, as it has been over the season, has been busy for both of us. So doing that whilst also trying to teach like year four maths is, is, has been interesting. And I think so all of this stuff, it's, it's sure. raised everybody's stress baseline. Yeah. And literally, you say it's the challenge of, of trying to feel like you, you're going under a bit because yeah. we, we've been living in this sort of overwhelmed zone mm-hmm. where literally your ability, your brain's ability to just deal with everything life is throwing at you, you're mm-hmm. right on the limit. Mm-hmm. And I think some of us have been living on that limit now for like 11, mm-hmm. 12 months. Yeah. As, as, I mean, that's what I want to pick up there about, you know, homeschool. And there's, I know there's lots of, you know, families at St. Barnabas and, you know, no doubt uh you know other people who maybe you know send this link at a later point um what are some of the, you know and and because it's not just adults who's this last year has affected mental health wise or students it's actually it's children and young people um I, what are some of the things either you've learned as a parent in this last year or like what are the, some of the top tips i guess you've learned in helping children teenagers deal with with mental health in the midst of everything yeah. as well as dealing it with, as an adult yeah, I mean, it it has been challenging for everyone. And I think that impact on stress has been there for everyone. But how you see that, how it's expressed mm-hmm. and how people react and respond to it depends on the age group and, and even the developmental stage of individual kids, young people, you know, and, and things like their confidence, the situation that they're in. Everybody's situation is so, so different. I think one of the things that's really interesting, particularly for younger children, is that one of the biggest influences for them is actually not the external wider situation, but it's how it is affecting their specific household, their family, their loved ones. So for us as adults, I guess you're thinking about top tips. I'm encouraging parents to put themselves higher up the pecking order because as parents, we're always worrying about our kids. We're dealing with a lot of anguish and concern around how is this affecting their lives? You know, as parents, when you have particularly small children, you've got this really visible marker of time passing, you know, and and a year in a three, four-year-old, five-year-old's life feels like forever. Um, And so our own anxiety, our own anguish and just just grief at at how they've spent this year and that combined with all the other stress and emotions that I've already talked about Mm -hmm. it has changed the way that we're responding to our kids how we're handling the situation that we're in Mm -hmm. and and kids look to us as parents Mm -hmm. both for signals as do I need to worry about this or not they they don't make that Mm -hmm. judgment themselves they look to us so if we it's a bit like when you're on a plane and there's a funny noise and you look at the steward or the stewardess and if they look calm you're okay and kids do that with us us as parents Mm. so if we're struggling they're more likely to become anxious and struggle but but also kids aren't very good at understanding that we're stressed because of stuff that's got nothing to do with them so if we're yelling at them because we're frantically trying to juggle like their schoolwork and that really important call that's coming in and everything Mm. else Mm. then they think that's about them they think it's their fault so Mm. sometimes what we have to do as parents to to, to think about our kids is actually think about ourselves and make sure that we're managing our own needs so that we can then support them really well. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I, I know for myself in the last year with, with the stress stuff, that I, um, not just on a personal level, but then actually speaking to other people, you know, in church and, you know, friends and family in different parts of the country, you know, I've just noticed three things. There's like a less capacity of people, sort mm. of lower motivation and then sort of blips in memory. Um, I mean, are, are those associated wholly exclusively with the, with the strains of lockdown and, and the stress that comes from that? Um, because I've, my sense, well, personally, is, is those things are being exacerbated on a, as you said earlier, on a much greater level. I know, and it's um, so frustrating, isn't it? Because if mm. there was ever a moment where you want your brain to be like on its game, and yeah. it's like you just can't rely on the most basic parts of your mind anymore. And yeah. a lot of that is about being in that overwhelmed space. So when mm. you're in that space, it's like your brain goes onto a sort of emergency setting. It's like when the fire alarm goes off in a building. And it switches off all the lights except the ones on the corridors. It's like it's reserving its remaining capacity for the essential stuff and in case there's an emergency. And what that means is that things like your thinking brain, your analytical brain, your problem-solving or creative brain Mm -hmm. is turned right down. So it's really hard to do all those things just to think clearly. I mean, you know, when you just lose a sentence – yeah, it's like yeah. I started a sentence, oh, so awesome. now I have no idea where I'm going. It's weird. You can't problem solve. So the littlest things can feel overwhelming. Yeah. It's it's maddening and your creativity has gone. So if you're trying to write a, you know, a report or something, it's really yeah. hard. Concentration and attention are hard because your brain's yeah. like, well, don't get too zoned in on one thing. What if the, you know, this is like an, a, a high alert moment. Yeah. So it wants to be scanning the horizon. You feel very flitty. Mm-hmm. So sort of, People talk about their brain feeling buzzy. So it's hard to get into the zone, what psychologists call flow, when you just you're really okay. concentrating and you know you're working effectively. Yeah. And and your your emotions become more reactive too. Mm-hmm. So you're quite um paranoid, quite, quite again, quite twitchy. Little mm-hmm. things, you're so much more likely to jump or to feel anxiety spikes. Yeah. Again, because yeah. your brain's just on high alert. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I absolutely know that about those sentences. I've been two or three conversations today and my brain is just like shut down mid-sentence. And it's like completely gone. Yeah. Um, well, and on top of all of that, your strange. brain is totally overwhelmed. Yeah. So what it's trying to get you to do is to remove yourself from mm. anything that's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so when you're in that space, that's why you feel so little motivation because your brain is like, no, seriously, just just go lie down somewhere for a week or so. But you're like, yeah. I can't. I need to get on with life. And, yeah. and that's particularly tough in this season because so many things actually are needing more effort than normal. So even just like phoning a mate or chatting to your mum or something like that, you have to do it on flipping Zoom or whatever. And that actually demands more of your mind than a normal conversation. So we're kind of fighting biology all the time in this season. And so much of what we're feeling actually comes from that. So, I mean, that's interesting. So fighting against the biology, because, you know, there's so much blue. I mean, we're on obviously online this evening, so much blue light, you know, sort of Zoom calls, FaceTimes, you know, whatever else we're doing you say you go and lie down but actually I know I know for myself and I know other people actually a lot of the inter- you know, increase of zoom zoom screen time and uh, the like of that actually has affected or is affecting sort of sleep quality um is that is that all solely down to just the the zoom stuff or or is it just a combination of absolutely everything again I, th- I think sleep is two major things, really. And sleep mm-hmm. has been a massive issue throughout lockdown. So mm-hmm. many people are struggling with sleep. Mm-hmm. 
And some of that does just come from your brain being wired. When your stress level is high over a long period like this, it raises the levels of something called cortisol in your blood. And that does make it harder to switch off, to relax, to, 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 to just go into that sleep zone. It makes the transition from weight to sleep much harder. So, so that that is, is one thing. The other thing is we have lost a lot of our routines. We've lost yeah. the patterns of daily living, and that might be some of the practical routines, but it's also the simple things like getting out, being exposed to natural light. Yeah. And again, your, your brain uses those things, uses the biology of the rhythm of that to help you with your sleep wake yeah. cycle yeah. And, and so i th and i think that combined with the fact that when you lose those routines everything sort of slides doesn't yeah. it so i know yeah. even like just my husband and i we're, we're like got into the habit of going to bed really late and then you're yeah. starting to struggle to get up in the mornings and if you don't like at some point put a stop to that and, and go back to trying to get yourself to bed at the right time getting yeah. up at the right time you just end up sort of sliding yeah. later and yeah. later definitely I mean, on a practical level, then what are some of the things that, you know, we could do, you know, myself included, to mitigate against some of that? Like, I'm just thinking, you know, there's a lot of Zoom to Zoom, back to back Zoom calls or, do you know, oh, go from yeah. a Zoom call to, you know, working on your computer to do something else and then back to a Zoom call. You know, everything's been on Zoom. But like, I'm hopeful, well, hopefully, you know, with Boris saying on Monday, we're going to be moving towards rule of six again in several weeks time and beyond there but I guess in just in this next little bit as we're you know just on the edge of coming out of it all what are some of the things that you would suggest to help mitigate just that back-to-back -back nature and the effects that that's having on our minds and our bodies and our sleep yeah so I guess we're thinking two challenges here we're thinking how do we balance out the stress that we're under so that we can drop that stress level back down you know so much of what what we're feeling that's hard is biology so if yeah. you can take yourself out of that overwhelmed space you you you'll be amazed how much difference it makes when when your brain is on that emergency setting it feels like that's that stuff is reality you know it's mm. more reactive everything feels more urgent more negative more yeah. difficult but that really does feel like it's real it's only when you drop your stress level that you're like oh actually mm. actually it's not that bad after all in when you're in that space it really feels it so thinking about what works for you and building those things into your routine mm -hmm. and I think we can we can sometimes not do that because we think listen I, I need to change things that are way too big and I can't do it but in this season, we've got to recognize, you know, we can't solve global pandemic. We can't speed this stuff up. Mm -hmm. But what we've got to do is work out how do we sustain ourselves and keep our heads mm -hmm. above water while we're waiting for the tide to turn? Mm -hmm. And especially now that we have like a timetable for that. Mm -hmm. So actually little things, little things you can do today, little things you can build into next week. Those things do make all the difference, not because they transform everything, but because they get you through. Mm -hmm. And actually, that's an unusual space for us to be in because normally we're aiming at more than just getting through yeah. but in yeah. this season that is a, that's the win we're looking for if you get through today that's great that's another day ticked off on the calendar towards when things do change and start to improve so yeah. think small things you know getting out mm -hmm. for a walk or even just sitting on the back step with a cup mm -hmm. of tea or if that's mm -hmm. too hard can you get somewhere where you can see the sky for five minutes just sit and watch the clouds or something yeah. that stuff really helps connecting with people and mm -hmm. and that might, doesn't need to be a zoom of 15 people yeah. for a pub quiz for three hours it might just be a quick call or a text or a card little yeah. things like that yeah. little things that help you feel more in control more productive that's one of the big hits of this mm -hmm. season 
season is we we've lost our sense of agency because so much that's changing is out of our control so that might be something like doing a puzzle or tidying a drawer restoring some order somewhere in your world that helps you feel more in control or it might just be just getting to do something really properly for once you know so many people are juggling so much they just feel like they never actually get to finish anything properly I know I've had days like that so something really little like taking a shower or having a bath but doing that really you know planning it doing it really well thinking about how I'm going to really enjoy it planning an evening just sitting down watching something on Netflix getting a takeout whatever it is that works for you these little things can really help because they keep you going you and your loved ones yeah I mean I mean I've definitely sort of can relate to that because um you know thankfully i got a dog and so i've got an excuse to get out of the house every day um and i've particularly enjoyed the last couple of weeks just like with the birds singing and like the slightly oh, warmer yeah. warm, slightly warm weather i mean bizarrely today it was 18 degrees on my car in cambridge nice. um uh, but and then i i think also just the sort of you know the lighter times as well I mean, that's put that's for me that's been a harder thing this lockdown to sort of the well back in january the, the shorter lighter days actually now with lights sort of beginning to to stretch it out just actually trying to find points in the day and in the week where you can do those you know recreational things that don't involve a screen and you know yeah, involve being able to see harder. people yeah it has been harder and i and i think some of the challenges and also just because our minds are getting more and more tired so the creativity yeah. that's involved in that and yeah. the energy to do it you know, it's hard. We're, we're sort of constantly playing win-lose and trying to get the balance mm-hmm. right because it, it is going to be a good thing to do to to have that Zoom catch-up with your three best mates. But can you mm-hmm. face doing it when you've been on Zoom all day? You know, it's all yeah. about balance, isn't it? Yeah. And I think yeah. the other thing that a lot of people have found hard at this time is that because of how long it's gone on, there, there there's a lot of emotion that people are holding now, mm-hmm. which, which maybe at first in a sort of short-term crisis, we can suppress all of that and ignore it and head down just get on but over time your brain is like no no seriously this stuff matters you need to pay attention to it and so trying to 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 manage those emotions as it becomes a bit like trying to hold a beach ball under the water you know it Mm -hmm. takes a lot of effort and Mm -hmm. and over time it's more and more likely that those things will just sort of start to pop up where you least expect it Mm -hmm. and so I'm talking to a lot of people who are starting to find some of those emotions quite difficult and just things like like how much they miss people, you know. Mm. So I just, I just feel really sad. I just really miss people. I'm yearning for things, mm-hmm. and so we're we're having to work out how to manage that alongside also trying to build some good stuff in and try and have moments where we feel happy or do something that's fun or yeah. And and it's hard. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'm just going to pause there for a moment. And I, I know there's several people watching. If you've got any questions uh, for Kate chuck them into the into the comments uh, and we'll um if we're able to we'll, we'll spend a few moments in in, ju- in just a short while just being able to, to chat about that so yeah chuck the questions in i'm going for that i guess maybe while kate maybe people are thinking of maybe something they want to ask um i know obviously uh you, you know you're obviously a christian and everything about the mind and soul foundation is is rooted in in the christian faith or what what you know we've been talking about this evening in this last year i mean in the context of um, the stress levels and the, you know, the the emotions of everything, and you know, parenting, you know, school, homeschool, and you know, all you know, just lots of things. I guess I'm just really intrigued to hear: has there been a verse or a, a passage of scripture or 
a, you know, a character from the Bible it, that has just really just helped you or sustained you through this last year? Oh, I mean, that, there have been so many. Yeah, I mean, sure. one, of, one of the things that excites me as a psychologist and also as a person of faith coming from that perspective is these moments where like the biblical wisdom, the teaching from like centuries ago mm-hmm. just fits so well with what we now know about human psychology. And it's amazing how things that were written so long ago are so relevant to this season, but which again is such a weird, crazy season as well. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's so much, but I, I think what's really interesting about the the Bible and what it teaches it is that this season has been one where we've been very aware suddenly of our human limits. You know, our culture, we like to think that that we can solve everything, that we've got enough creativity and cleverness and control that, that we can basically solve everything and manage everything ourselves. And, and that, you know, being a good human, a good parent, a good leader, whatever your context is, is just about being better at all of it. You know, we just want to make ourselves even cleverer or even more in control or grow our capacity. We want to believe that we're invincible. But this season has shown us we have limits. And and uncomfortably, we've been hitting many of them. You know, we are really close to the edge of our human cleverness and control because this little tiny virus, it turns out, can stop our entire world. Yeah. Many of us, we we felt near the limits of our capacity, the limits of our creativity. We just can't think of ways to solve stuff or to manage. We're thinking, how long can I keep doing this? Or like, how do I parent through this? How do I lead through this? How do I keep myself going, you know? And, And in that situation, the Bible encourages us because it's teaching that when you get to the end of you, that's not the end. Mm-hmm. There is something beyond that. There's something mm-hmm. bigger. There's something better. There's a there's a hope that sustains us. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a passage in Romans five where Paul, who's um, one of the early Christian like leaders and teachers, he's talking to a bunch of the earliest Christians, and he's talking about how what what do we do when we have to endure tough times when we're caught under difficult situations yeah. and he talks about how we we're forced to, to to dig deep and it refines our character and that leads us back to hope and he talks about this hope that will not disappoint yeah. and you know again in this season we we've we've found ourselves trying to place our hope in like policies or politicians or promises yeah and, yeah and so often they've let us down yeah. And the Bible talks about a hope that we can rely on, that we can Definitely. root ourselves in something that won't disappoint. And so, so that mm-hmm. that's something that's been mm-hmm. it's been helpful to me personally, but mm-hmm. also it's something that mm-hmm. I've been talking about a lot to people throughout this whole season. Yeah, I mean, on, on the hope, you know, I think um, I think for me, uh, several weeks ago, I shared this when we did the different conversation. But the thing, you know, in one Peter three, we talked about a living hope. Yeah. Uh, you know, or, sorry, one piece of one verse three, sort of Jesus being a living hope. And just off the, you know, that, that, that absolute certainty, um, because Jesus is alive and the promise of, you know, you know, this isn't just, this isn't, this isn't it. Like there's, there's more beyond this. And, yeah, these circumstances we, we find ourselves in. Yeah, we in love it. life to be very binary, don't we? Like things are either all good or they're all bad, and we mm. really just want them to be all good. And in this season, what we've had to realize is that you can go through extended periods of time where things are actually tough, but yeah. that's 
that's John John 16 33 when Jesus says in this life you will have trouble like there will yeah. be seasons like this again yeah. no one expected global pandemic but no. But there will be seasons like this. But, he says, take heart. Mm. And that's like a really active, physical, like take hold of your emotions, like just take a deep breath, you know. And he says, because I have overcome the world. And that's that's the hope. That's the promise is that, you know, COVID-19 is not the end of your story. It's not the end of my story. It's not the end of humanity's story. Mm. There's a bigger story that's playing out here. And that's the promise of our faith. That's the promise of the Bible that you say. Absolutely, definitely. Um, we just had one quick message. Just shove up. Um, Clara says hello to Kate and uh, to Kate and I. Um, hello, Clara. Yeah. Um, so, um, Clara, if you got a question, shove it in. Uh, love to hear anything. Anything you got? Um, Kate, uh, I'd just love to. I guess I'd just love to flag last year when you came to us. Um, you you spoke about um, uh, you, you've written several different books. I just want to just comment all. Uh, commend these to people uh, first steps out of anxiety by kate uh, and stress uh, oh there we go sorry getting confused on my screen um, obviously we, we're talking a lot of stress a lot of anxiety well all the way around uh, over this last year um there's a lot of things a lot of really good things in that i definitely highly commend i think you can get them on amazon uh, or can you get them on the mind and soul website kate or is it there, there are links from there but basically if you go to amazon type in kate middleton go past everything that's to do with the princess then i'm next sure very so good you, and also if you do yeah mind and soul foundation.org as you can see on the screen that's a great place to check out also just yeah. for loads more resources there's teaching there's articles there's links yeah. and we also launched a website through in that we actually launched in the first lockdown which is aimed specifically at teenagers and young people so if that's you mm-hmm. check out beheadstrong.uk mm-hmm. or if you know anyone who is a teenager or a young person tell them to check that out because there's loads of stuff on there that's sure. for teenagers and young people too yeah Okay, uh, Clara just shoved us a question just to do with uh, uh, young people in particular. Uh, wondering in your, in your opinion on PTSD in relation to this time, particularly for children and young people who may have had a very difficult time uh, in lockdown. Um, and then, just, and then, just the second part of the, the second part of the question, uh, or even those who found it okay, but there might be dramatic repercussions afterwards. Do you think the COVID generation will suffer for years to come? That's a really important question, Clara. So thank you so much for asking it. I mean, I, th- I think I think a couple of things about that. I think, number one, it will impact them inevitably. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a season in everybody. It's going to change all of us, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I know it's changed me. But I think what we need to recognise is two things. Firstly, that those changes won't be all negative. We have learned some good stuff from this. We've learned to dig deep. We've learned the value of mm-hmm. certain things. And, mm-hmm. and we have learned some new skills and we've changed the way that we've done some stuff. And I think we know that for all of us, that can release some potential for us that's good, but -hmm. particularly for young people who are learning about their own ability to do that and how do you manage difficult emotions and how do you think creatively. Some of them have discovered how incredibly resourceful they can be and that will Mm -hmm. be good for them. Even those who've struggled and who found it hard, for the majority, that's that's going to be there, but they will be able to process and deal with those things. So I think of like the cliffs in Dorset where you go and you see those beautiful cliffs and you see a line in the rock face, which yeah. is like a marker of when there was like a big earthquake or a big geological event. So it's sure. there, but yeah. it's not destroyed them. We actually know from studies looking at previous generations who've 
grown up in tough times like World War Two, mm. that although it impacts them, for the vast majority, that's something that they work through, they get through. It mm-hmm. shapes a bit of who they are, but it doesn't have a long-term negative effect. Let yeah. me just say, for some kids and young people, obviously this has been much tougher. Maybe their circumstances have been much more difficult. They've struggled with some additional stuff or, or there have been specific things that have happened. And I think for those children and the young people, what we really need to do is, is help them access what they need to process and express and, and deal with what they've been through so that we can mm-hmm. enable them to move on and, and build it into their life story in a way that is then able to not be negative. And I think this next season, it's really important that we're aware for, for us as oldsters, it's just going back. Well, it isn't even for us, actually, it's quite hard. But going back to normal feels like more of a thing for some children and young people. This next season is as big an adjustment as the one that we've been through. So so we just need to be aware and sensitive and supportive to young people's needs and help them to connect with the support that they need. Kate, thank you. Um, I'm really conscious of the time. Um, uh, there's been so much, so much. I know I'm going to go back and watch this because there's so much for me to just reprocess myself. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'd love us to spend a minute or two just praying uh, for people who are watching and who watch this at a later point. Uh, just, yeah, should we do that? Should we, should we each, uh, pray uh, and then um, we'll drop to an end there? Thank you. Let's pray. Yeah, that'd be great, yeah. So, Father God, we do just pray for those who are watching. And I want to pray some words from Philippians, which is another book in the New Testament, where Paul, again, he's talking about these moments when there's so much on our mind, when we're so overwhelmed. And he uses this Greek word, which literally means those moments where it feels like your mind is being pulled apart. You're in pieces because there's so many draws on your attention and your capacity and your energy. And he says, don't don't be pulled apart like that. Instead, hand those things over to God and a peace that's beyond human understanding will protect your heart and mind. And Lord, we just pray for that peace, for something that's beyond us as humans that can guard people's hearts and minds tonight. We pray for protection. We pray for a release and a relief if there's things that they're worrying about. We pray for practical solutions too. But we pray for people who are feeling under pressure right now that you would sustain them, that you would be with them and that your heavenly um, support, your heavenly capacity and creativity and all of that stuff would help them in this moment and in the weeks to come as we return to something hopefully that's more normal. So we just pray that people would feel that real sense of you being with them in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Lord, I want to thank you for Kate and for all that she shared this evening, uh, all the wisdom. Lord, I pray that you'd help uh, each one of us uh, today to go from this, to take uh, some of the many things Kate has said, and you'd really enable us, um, to to thrive at this time, help us to not feel as though we're just surviving and just getting through it, but help us to find ways in which we can thrive. Help us to find those moments in the day where we can take a step back from the things that are causing us stress or have been causing us stress. Uh, yeah, I just echoed that prayer about uh, peace that surpasses all understanding. That that uh, I want to pray that over people now watching, where they feel might they might feel overwhelmed right in this very moment that your peace, uh, Lord Jesus, would be the one that goes completely over at their homes and their hearts and their lives this day. 
We pray all these things, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, it great to be with you, Danny. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to flag up those books again. Check them out on Amazon. Uh, and then the other thing to do is uh, on our website, uh, people will know we've got our, our lockdown fitness page. Go to lockdown. Go to the web page on the bottom of the screen now, uh, and you'll find some links to some talks Kate has done called in the series called Thrive from Soul Survivor uh, a couple of years back. Highly recommend those as well to just unpack some of some of these things and much much more uh, as she does that. We have a YouTube as well for the Mind and Soul Foundation, which is at Mind and Soul UK. And again, I've been doing it actually weekly thoughts throughout. I started a year ago. I'm not sure I'd have done it if I'd known it was going to last this long. I don't think I have that many thoughts in me. But sure. there's lots and lots of stuff on there as well. So. That's brilliant. Kate, thank you.